your alternative to ordinary radio. Welcome to another edition of the Trademark Productions SEO Web Talk Radio Show. Hi, I am Dwight Zeringer, owner and operator of Trademark Productions, a small digital boutique agency located in the outskirts of beautiful Detroit, Michigan. We've been involved in online marketing and web development since 1993. We figured we'd talk with a couple different industry experts on a regular basis just to keep everybody up on what's happening in the world of web development, online marketing, and optimization. We hope you enjoy our show, and we welcome your comments. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the SEO Podcast Radio Show. I'm Dwight Zeringer, and this week I am in Las Vegas at PubCon. And uh, it's, it's been an interesting day so far. It's day one. And uh, interestingly enough, I had a gentleman that flew all the way from the UK over to see me today, Mr. Dixon Jones. Actually, it's quite coincidental. It's a uh, coincidental? Coincidental? Coincidental. Coincidental. There's it. It's a big word. <laughs> Figures from an Englishman. He would tell me how to speak English the right way. Um, you know we invented the language today. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and he is here. Um, he's actually a speaker on the topic. There's a, a great wealth of information all of us can learn from Dixon. Uh, give you a little bit of background about him. He's a managing director of a UK internet marketing consultation company. Uh, rep. Receptional. Receptional Limited. I am sorry. I'm just beat after the jet lag and days of sessions and inhaling (laughs) all the germs here. Um, Over a decade of experience marketing online, primarily above the line. I want to talk about that statement there, too. I like that. Um, He he built Receptional up from a startup company in 1999, and he's retained credibility as a search engine-focused marketing company throughout the peaks and throughs of the industry to date so far. And I just found out he's also a marketing director of Majestic SEO, which is going to be very interesting. We actually talked to Aaron last week, oh, yeah. and uh, I had to really calm down the conversation because Aaron just—I was going to get uh, probably four hours of free consultation. All of our <laughs> all of our listeners were going to get all that, so it was really really nice uh, conversation with that. Was uh, was Aaron getting excited about Majestic? Or no? uh, he was getting excited about a lot of things. Yeah. But you know okay. what's nice about Aaron too is he is just so open. Um, loves sure. loves to give out a lot of information for free. Yeah. Um, he's also just a chatterbox. Just like to talk and talk and talk about yeah. things, but it's very genuine and honest, which is very. Mm-hmm. Very nice. So Dixon's been speaking on search industry circuit uh, since 2002, primarily on topics such as link building, which I love, pay-per-click management, and of course, analytics, which is important to all of us. Um, He's very experienced, um, and, and basically... He used to run murder mystery games for almost every major company there is, including Microsoft, Dell, and IBM, Oracle. Tell us a little bit about that. So that's how I got into this game. So way before the internet started, I used to write and run murder mystery evenings, and I spent you know night after night being dead body and Inspector Cluedo and and stuff. And I was you get burnout doing that. And so uh, the internet came along, and I I got a copy of Front Page ninety two or whatever the first version of Front Page was, and uh, built a little website and. Uh, and thought, well, what what happens here? And I think the only thing that I did right um, with with that was uh, uh, was hosted uh, not on the cheapest hosting company I could find, which would have been you know somewhere in in the states, but on a on a, on a hosting company where I could see the building next to my, my mine, and I went for that one. And that meant they had uh, web trains on on there, which in those days was like 
way ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah big time. Uh, and uh, and so I could see that I had people coming to my site from Ohio and all over the all over the world. Uh, and uh, so I started doing search engine optimization and, and started thinking, well, if I'm getting people coming from Ohio, I can't get my actors out there. Well, wait a minute, search engine optimization back in '92. No, was there no, even no, such no, a no, thing? No, no, no. Oh, you're was, saying moving was, forward no, after you no, knew I, all the I was about, It was about '97, I think it was. Okay. But certainly, I mean, the, the the leading players then in the UK were. Oh, InfoSeek was a great one. AltaVista, yep. Inktomi. Uh, Inktomi was uh, probably the biggest, most important for us for Yahoo. Uh, and uh, and then, you know, uh, Excite was big and Lycos was big. So you kind of learnt all the uh, all the easy stuff in those days. Frankly, if you put the words in the title, you were, you know, you were made because no one knew what a title tag was. So. Right. So you were saying that you, you were doing murder mystery um, types of things and then you yep. just decided, I want to put a site out there well, about what this. Happened, what happened was I was doing it for, for, for uh, company things and when I found that, that about this search optimization stuff I thought well hold on yeah, if, if, if I can and I'd managed to find some, some early keyword research or find a tool that could do some kind of keyword research uh, but it was clear that, that murder mystery games was pretty much my target market so what I did was I built a, a, a sort of a, a where you could go and download the game and run it yourself instead of having to get all my actors out there so I turned it into a web product um, but then I put that into a company called Murder Mystery Games Limited, hosted on a site called murdermysterygames.co.uk, and you can see where I was going in 1997. So pretty much um, cornered the market in Murder Mystery Games, is you know, in in, in the, uh, uh, which was fine until uh, geotargeting came along in 2005, and all of a sudden the .co.uk domains. I'm brilliant in the UK, but I'm, you know. A little further down the rankings in the in the states or in so the, the dot coms is pretty much a international phenomenon. It is international, you know. If I had, uh, but I don't own murdermysterygames.com. I own the dot net, but I I, I I put all the energy into the dot co uk. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think if if you if you want to rule the world, then you're best starting with a dot com. It's still your best bet. Sure. So the transition over to SEL. Um, what were some of the challenges you faced, and how did you? I guess it was it a lot of. Um, trial and error that you became so knowledgeable and now are you know an well, industry I think, to be fair I mean there were people there before me so people like Aaron were uh, were already there I think by, by this stage when did you really you know? kind of start and really get so, into this so I, I, I my company went limited in 1999 so uh, so I'd, I'd been doing it for a year and a half before that um, I'd already got a couple of clients on board in early 1999 uh, and uh, but one of those was uh, was um, Mohammed Al-Fayed's one of my Ahmed Al-Fayed's companies, one of the Harrods kind of empire companies. So that was a useful place to start. Uh, but we also did some, we, we, we landed some interesting research stuff with um, with Honda and British Gas and a couple of people there, which, uh, which were big companies. Uh, and we were doing some very laborious scraping of sites, really, and trying to find out what had changed on Vauxhall's website for Honda and that sort of thing. Uh, but it kept us going whilst we kind of helped to build up this uh, this SEO um, thing in the UK. Um, and then uh, PubCon came along, and actually it was the very first PubCon in the UK when uh, when it was basically everyone drinking in a bar, and out of nowhere, you know, there were 300 people uh, all wanting to know what this search stuff was. And at the time I was, you know, me, myself, and uh, a couple of other guys were pretty much top of the search engines for the phrase search engine optimization. At which point I learned that you can't make a million just by one head turn. 
So if you don't get to the top for a keyword phrase, it doesn't mean that you have an, you're an instant millionaire. No, well, we pretty much uh, learned, learned and decided a long, week, long time ago that um, rank checking was, was a really uh, not, not my favorite way of, uh, of, of measuring KPIs uh, because uh, we found that you know, if you weren't number one for your brand, then you had a problem. But that should be by default. Uh, you you should be should be measuring traffic if you can, and if you can, you should be tra- measuring that all the way through to conversions. Uh, and so our, our, our main quest, after realizing that you know, just because we were number one for search engine optimization, didn't mean we'd made money, uh, was to to really start looking at what our customers were typing in and they at that time were typing in internet marketing and internet marketing consultants and, and a broader a broader word and right. phrase and I think still to this day search engine optimization is too narrow um, for for the you know the guy at AT&T uh, right. to, to type in well it's funny now because you know someone actually is on one of the hashtags today in one mm. of the sessions but they said you know we've got SEO we've got SEM we've got social media we've got tweeting um, what's the new word that includes well, I'll all tell of you this? what I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what I, uh, yeah it's online marketing or internet marketing isn't it it's internet marketing but I I I was trying to write something. I've been asked to try and write something for a, for a book, which may or may not ever come out. But I, I decided that the search engine optimization wasn't really appropriate anymore. And I, a search engine influencing is probably as good as you Ooh. can get, really. I think so. I'm going to coin the phrase right Ooh, now SEI. on your program: <laughs> SEI, search engine influencing. Uh, that's, I like that. uh, that's that's what I can do because I can't optimize. There's no such thing as optimization when you've got universal results and local results. Well, that was one of the things I wanted to bring up. You talked about rank checking, and it was interesting today. I Kate. Oh, I'm horrible. Oh, with Jill, me. Jill Whalen was talking about the rank checking. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Jill, in her in her session, and about you know she pointed out a lot of really good things, and actually going back to your clients in a lot of ways of you know really where's the convergence happening? Is it about having the ranks anymore? I mean, it's just uh, I guess the evolution of the industry that we're in yeah. is is moving so ever quickly, so yeah. fast. Yeah. Uh, another thing that came out that I even backed that up was you know they'd asked uh, who has a MySpace page out there, who has a MySpace account, oh, okay, and you know yeah. like one or two people out of you know a couple hundred raised their hands, and they said you know. Two years ago, a year ago, we would everybody, have had yeah. everybody raising yeah. their hands. So, yeah. you know, what's that next thing that's really happening with all of us? Well, this? I don't know about the next thing, but I think that Twitter is probably reaching its peak. It's got to be, hasn't it? I mean, you sit there and look at it, and it's just turned into spam. In our industry, it's turned into complete, you know, spam. Well, you know, I'm guilty as well. We just, you know, put out a link out there, and, you know, yes. people are. Well, now we have sponsored tweets. I talked yeah. with Ted Murphy a yeah. couple weeks ago and, and Michael Gray about FTC and, and, you know, sponsored blogging and everything yeah. and getting paid for that. But a lot of people are trying to figure out how to monetize that in a yeah, different right. way and now we have oh con- it was so convoluted with uh, in regards to Google actually picking up Twitter feeds and our yeah. Twitter search yeah. and ranking some of those different channels yeah. that are actually going to start to show up in SERP results so now we're going to be flooding those with spam and anchor yeah. text to, to have that I stuff think, I think back. where Twitter will still I think Twitter will survive um, but in a different form. So I think they're inter- it's interesting that they've made the deal with with, Yard, with Bing and now with Google as well. They they made they announced an association today with LinkedIn as well. Yes, that's, so they that obviously huge. decided that they're going to go and do these these things, and and that will metamorphose. I think Twitter, pure Twitter, will be become pretty irrelevant. Um, but you know the the real time search on uh, within other platforms i think can, can could be you know a much more interesting and long lasting yeah, situation. Twitter may become the next SEO, where it's just a word. It that could talks be. about doing something. I think it's just, a, but I think it's going to be part of 
uh, part of search results, but also uh, part of Facebook. Facebook's much more uh, has got much more longevity, I think, than any of its predecessors. I think that uh, you can you can do things on Facebook. You can cut out the stuff you don't want. If they don't go overboard, then, then if they if they can get it right, then then people will carry on using Facebook for some time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the other things that someone who brought up today was, and it, it just left me. I was waiting for you to finish your sentence. Oh, no worries. Probably come no, back to but it. I want to go on to Majestic if you've got a chance, because so your guys are probably interested in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about Majestic SEO. Um, you know, I've spoken to Aaron Wall yep. uh, back last week, and he was on our show, and he talked about a number of things. I'm a huge fan of the SEO toolbar, mm-hmm. um, the Firefox extension, um, that and the Webmaster tools. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Web Developer tools. Um, those are the two, like, must for everybody inside yep. of my office. But that guides our way in so many ways. It's so, it's so much um, having my old company, Link Excel and being so involved in linking and, and link baiting and b- building links, yep. um, buying some links, of course, um, that has so much information at my fingertips that used to take me numerous other ways. But yep. one of the other great plugins that's it's involved in that, it's integrated right with that, is the Majestic SEO uh, yep. component to that. So talk a little bit about that. So the Majestic, the Majestic uh, system, what, what, what um, Alex, the founder, did uh, around about five years ago is he went out and found people that were willing to uh, download a program onto their PCs to start crawling the web. So we've been collecting the data for five years uh, ish, uh, and we're using distributed crawlers. So it's the same way that the Human Genome Project was unraveled, you know, uh, and uh, and uh, and sort of BitTorrents and that sort of thing have been using using this. So it's like thing. server so, farm you guys set up that yeah. was all um, uh, by volunteers. Yeah, all by volunteers. So all downloaded uh, and uh, thousands. Thousands across the world, wow. uh, and every time that their, their bandwidth wasn't being used, you know, in cuts the program and starts using it for crawling the web. Anyway, we launched uh, around about uh, this time last year. We finally got a web product out there, uh, and uh, it's it's basically only been tracking links. All we've been doing is going and having a look at external links. We've got no internal link data. You can go and use Zeno Link Sleuth for that or something like that. But, you know, if you want to know links going in to a website, we've got a trillion of them indexed. So if you go and have a look at Yahoo's data, uh, we've got, uh, you know, if, you, if, if Yahoo's data says there's, you know, 300 links coming back or 3,000 links coming back, ours tends to come back with 10 times that number. Now, we've culled that down a bit because we're also giving... Give, we were also tracking all of the deleted links. So if there's a link there that isn't there tomorrow, oh. then we still keep that information. So we used to sort of say that's our big number. But actually, when you go and log into the system um, and you ask for all the backlinks, um, we can we, we, we assume that you don't want the deleted links at that stage. So this is great information um, for a lot of our listeners that are out there. No matter what level of SEO that you are at, we all know about, and this is something that this is this is my religion, that it is about links. Yeah. Your backlinks, and it's it's not going away anytime soon. No. So with this program, with Majestic SEO, which you get, I think, about 10 results, you're going to be able to see in backlinks uh, with the SEO toolbar that it's actually going to pull for free. Uh, no, well, yeah, yeah. That you can you can go you can uh, yeah from the toolbar you can click onto it and that goes to the main right, 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 right. page. The thing is that, that that gives you yeah a quick top line freebie sort of summary, 
But if you log in, uh, uh, which is free, uh, then for your own website, um, you, you put up a little verification code like you do with, uh, with Webmaster Tools and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. And you can get all the backlink data free for your own site and for any site that you have FTP control. Oh, so that means you can actually scrape yeah. a lot of your competitors or some of your uh, clients' you, competitors? You get all your own sites for free, but you've, but you've got to pay for your competitors' data. But the data that you get back when you, when you uh, get the whole lot is not only the number of backlinks you get, the whole um, anchor text of every single one of them, uh, the um, which pages they're linking into, whether they're follow, no follow, uh, whether they're uh, image tags, whether they're mentions or deleted, whether they've got a redirect on them. Um, you know, pretty well all the things, the date that we crawled it, uh, you know. All, so you're also going to give me a snapshot of, it's almost going to be like a Wayback Machine. It's not a snapshot. Well, yeah, you can you can do the snap, you, you can do the Wayback stuff, yeah, if you yeah, want. If I want to see where yeah. I had links before. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. You can certainly do that. Um, but most people are sort of using it to say, right, where are my links now? Or, and here's the real killer, where are my competitor links now? Because then you've got to pay for it, of course. But, you know, if for a, it depends on your industry. If it's a, if it's a small, uh, if you've got a small company, uh, 10 bucks will take you a long way you know if yeah. you know if you if you want to do the, Am- the the amazon's backlinks then that's going to cost you a lot a lot of yeah. money because well, it relates to our processing time anybody that's an seo or anybody yeah. that is working on um a client project or mm-hmm. you know you're just a, a regular company maybe this is going to be an in-house marketing person yep um or thrown to the IT people, of course, but the component of looking at your competitors' backlinks and finding out why exactly they've been there. Yep. Why did they actually get some kind of uh, a backlink, a post? Um, yep. Are they buying something? Are we looking at paid linking algorithms and something in there? Well, yeah. Oh, you can. Uh, you find all these things. Uh, well, we, as with my receptional hat and with my agency hat on, we we analyze those links and go and have a look at them. Uh, and we start doing little tests, and, and we can start. We, we, we looked at a, for, a, for a major comparison site in the UK. We looked at their competitor links, and uh, and we found where they were buying links. But when you you know you could Ooh. assume that they were buying links, but, you know, uh, and uh, and where they were getting links through uh, through clever PR and that sort of thing. Uh, but when you look at the links, you know, and you say, right, I'm I'm looking at all the links, and I want the ones that have got the anchor text of comparison engine or whatever their phrase was going to be. You know, you can start to 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 um, see the motivations between why that website that linked to you linked to you and, and and that's not to say that there's it's a it's a bad reason you know but if it's a if it's a good um it, but the information's there to go and see and if you go to yahoo site explorer for example and try and get their competitors backlink data um okay it's going to give you some information about 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 that uh but i think it's limited to a thousand or something like that yeah. um and we go um uh, we go all the way um we we tend to sort of have ten, five thousand that you can sort of download into spreadsheets and stuff you can get the rest if you want it um we're re- revamping it now. Well, we're, we're, you can't have all the information, but we go as a 10 million. You know, one of the powers that I've seen of this earlier, this this uh, this conversation with Dixon was rearranged, and uh, we just happened to be at PubCon together, so we figured we'd yeah. talk. But at one of the sessions today, um, th- there's a lot of tweeting that, that's going on live tweeting for all the sessions. And we're using the hashtag. So for all of you, though, that are not familiar, look up on that, on the hashtag, but it's hashtag PubCon. And you can actually do some search on search.twitter.com, hashtag PubCon. But look for Aaron Wall, Danny Sullivan. Um, Aaron Wall actually outed, I believe it was Fox News today, and he actually used Majestic SEO to actually show how they were buying a number of different types of links and very, very broad keyword phrases. Yeah, and it kind of threw yeah. that over to you know, them in, the, in regards to that. I don't want to say he outed them, but he was very suggestive 
and the mm-hmm. fact that they're actually buying these types of links. And, and that's a whole other topic about um, you know the scare that Google does put out there about actually buying some different types of links. And there's a lot of ways to get around that that uh, I'm sure you can hear on other podcasts or find out on our site ourself or contact Mr. Dixon Jones. I'm sure he'd be happy yeah. to. Uh, but just just go to majesticseo.com and you register on there as well. You know, please do. So so. There's a lot of aspects of SEO that, but you kind of picked, picked an area that you specialize in. Yeah. Um, wh- why was that? Why did you get so specialized in a certain? Well, I, funnily enough, I started getting interested in links uh, again before Google was was on the scene, really. And the, Google came to the UK a little bit later than than in the States, um, but already I was um, seeing that uh, if somebody was going to get to your website on the internet, pretty much they had to click on something. At the end of the day, that's what you know. They either type in your domain name uh, or some funny IP number if you're lucky. But they type in a domain name, in which case they've already probably found your brand from an offline means, or they click on something. And I figured that that was the ultimate um, uh, method of, of tracking what's happening online. So I was starting to to talk on links uh, in a 2002, I think. I remember. I think my first presentation abroad was in Vancouver in around about 2002 on link building. Uh, and Google wasn't really, you know, a significant player back in 2002. No. Uh, so, uh, so I was talking about how you, you you talk to communities that are a little bit out of your comfort zone and talk to them uh, in their in their uh, voice, and that's best done on somebody else's website that, that that can talk to those people directly. But you benefit from the from the link and you know get them talking about you and going through. And of course, affiliate marketing was all about that in those days as well. Sure. So, uh, um, so I kind of was always thinking about links from a from a traffic perspective from from building your customer up point of view uh, and uh, and as Google sort of picked up on the idea of link being a proxy um, uh, then uh, you know that just fed to my strengths I suppose really uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I try to always think of, of, of links for users, but then, of course, Google comes in and says, well, a link is a link, and this is what's going to be our definition. And uh, Well, you know, that definition you, is becoming con- continuously clouded yep. as we're moving I forward. Um, today, we, um, you know, Bruce Clay had a session, and uh, he did talk about SEO in an aspect, but he talked about three different components of it, but he did talk about links, and, he, and there's a lot of sculpting. Yep. Um, you know, don't care about... Uh, toolbar page rank mm-hmm. um, sculpting but now with the no follows and the do yeah. follows and one or having two of them from an external source pointing in or inside of a domain yep. and then one trump in the other because of the order that they're actually going through and he did, he did talk about that yeah and, and, and those sorts of things devalue a link but really the only thing that, that matters will matter five years down the line is the number of people that travel down that link and there's 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 no way that that won't be tracked by you know Google can track it anyway now we've got the you know the number well, that's of, another interesting point is let's talk about the value of click through traffic mm-hmm. through backlinks um, a lot of our customers and a lot of people out there utilize free um, tracking tools such as Google yep. Analytics yep. very powerful yep. lots of great information almost overbearing to a lot of people but don't think for a minute that all of that content or all of that statistics is not being gathered and analyzed and you don't crucify an, anal- uh, an industry like the analytics industry and give everything away free without having some kind of uh, reason to do that oh yeah you know we we uh, my preferred uh, system is was index tools which is now yahoo analytics uh, if it just kind of 
worked a little faster and stuff, I'd you know I'd be happy. Uh, but uh, but I'm, I'm I'm keen not to uh, uh, not to not to give too much information if I can. But I, but it doesn't matter whether I do or whether I don't because when I look at um, uh, the number of people that are using a Google toolbar in their browser or using uh, analytics on their sites, it doesn't matter what I do because they will be able to track enough percentage of people uh, and, and Microsoft openly do this anyway they do it with Passport they use that to build up demographic data for Bing uh, and uh, and they were doing it with, with Live before that So, uh, which was quite interesting and they've got a huge paper uh, of uh, they didn't call it page rank they called it um, trust rank or engagement rank or one of them is Bruce Clay's trademark and the other one's Microsoft trademark but anyway they're really looking at how they can work out the value of um, a, a page or a link for that matter based on a few people travelling down that link that they do know information about and all of a sudden they can say that that link is not only a good link in this context but it's also a good link for females between the age of 35 and 55 in this context but it's not so good for people that happen to live in Seattle or you know so all of a sudden that link has a huge amount more meaning and of course if it's a twitter link then it's got you know it's it's a it's a short term link uh, if it's a if it's a link on uh, on a, a university research site then it's a long term link so different information so yeah the link is not going to go away soon but the information you glean from it will change and i don't care whether google comes or goes it's still going to be the fundamental way in which people travel around the web well absolutely and but i guess what he's uh, dixon's also getting to is the fact that um a lot more influence is going to happen that's i guess uh, for for the linking and all these demographics as they're gathering and they're aggregating um this is why you see like like bing and their big campaign now is it being the um the solution. Uh, what's their marketing campaign? See, I'm in the UK, so they're not they haven't oh, got a campaign not, in the oh, UK. Okay, yeah. okay. It's um, the decision engine. Okay. So it's so based yep. off of decisions to help you make bigger, better decisions. But this is what influences search results. And you, as a as a customer and listener, you have to understand that the main objection of Bing, of Yahoo, of Google, their model is to get people to utilize their engine. Yep. The more people that utilize their engine, the better chance that they're going to have that it's going to utilize one of their advertising streams that drive their revenue. Google's the largest being their AdWords. Yep. So if you're going to utilize that, you know, chances are you are going to very quickly click on one of those ads. Mm-hmm. The more relevant, the more up-to-date that they can provide their search results and have those populated, you're going to keep utilizing that. You're going to trust yeah, it right. more and more and more, and you're going to have yep. a hard time veering away from that. Yep. So this is the competitive edge that goes on out there. So if you have to take that way back to linking and the types of links and how links are influencing search it really takes uh, it's, it's a lot of value I think it's a lot of uh, um God, I'm such a stretch for words here in Vegas. Um, <laughs> casino, um, gambling. Um, yeah. No, it, 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 it's really worth your time to invest in understanding linking mm. and understanding yeah. the value of backlinks and what they contain and what they mean. So utilizing yeah. a tool like Majestic SEO yeah. would be very, very um, uh, important, and it's yeah. a great assist in your arsenal. And I think uh, your, you know, your Link Excel publishers, for example, uh, you know, I think it's important for uh, the publishers to start thinking about how they're writing their content, because you know, as as these 
you know, we, we're already established. Bruce Clay said today that uh, you know a link in the in the main body of the text is is much more valuable than link in the menu structure of a, sure. of a website. So you know, we we, we know this, or, or, or this is implied, uh, but uh, it's still. You know, your content as a publisher becomes much more important, or your audience as a publisher becomes much more important, uh, and that link becomes much more important to um, to a person that, that, that wants to benefit out of the out of the link. Absolutely. Uh, if if your content is good, if the content's crap, then actually that's that's no good for me at all. You know, uh, and so. Um, I think I think everybody's got to pay attention to that link and the quality of it in in so many different ways. Well, you know, I, I Jesse's good for that. Yeah. I just want to clarify: I no longer own uh, LinkXL. Okay. We um, went ahead and got rid of that, um, or didn't get rid of it, but we yeah. were purchased. Yeah. Um, but one of the key things that we did find is a lot of publishers that were getting very smart. The whole online marketing biz, um, they try to monetize their websites in many different ways, and the ones that did have good ranking were following a lot of good guidelines, really, really monitoring how they were running their sites to sell and monetize. And make money from. Um, if they were getting certain bywords, they knew by doing research, it could just be even uh, regular Google keyword uh, tool research. Yep. The amount of popularity of keywords that were being searched, they knew what those bid prices were and what people were willing to pay for them as far as advertisers. Mm-hmm. And they would actually populate their site with content to make it more attractive and then they're interlinking. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's yeah. very, very intelligent. But um, as your listeners and a lot of SEOs that are out there, or you might be talking to some marketing people and some other people that are buying um, links and buying content or this type of advertising, you have to be very aware of someone that's that aggressive because it could be a matter of time before they do something that is yeah. uh, that is going to get them penalized, which in turn could also get you penalized yeah. as well and could create a footprint for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it goes very, very, very in-depth. As you can see, SEO is something like that. Um, Majestic SEO is going to help you with that. Aaron Wall is going to help you with that. If you are really interested in learning a lot more about these types of things, PubCon is a great conference to come to and learn about it. I have a little bit mixed reviews right now. By the end of the week, I'm probably going to feel pretty well. Um, but no, really, you're just going to have your shirt fleece because you're in Vegas and you've been on the casino. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, where do you see the SEO industry heading as a whole? I know that's a pretty broad question, um, but you know, well, you know, we said we said earlier on, you know, is it SEO? Is it SEM? Is it internet marketing? Um, I think I think that uh, it's it's going to be harder and harder for somebody to say I am an SEO. It already is. To, you know, you're not an SEO because you're you're social media and you know, you're Dixon, Let me ask you. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what about the component of what an SEO is? Because we have a lot of different levels of customers that are out there, yep. and a lot of these people. You know, let's talk about the backlog, or let's talk about a very very thriving community that's out there. Is, is the small business, local business? Yeah. Um, they want to get into that. They hear these words now, so now a lot yep. of them are tweeting. A lot of them want to create their Facebook group profile. There's a lot of agencies, and, and there's a lot yep. of companies and individuals, freelancers, SEOs that make a large chunk of their revenue in dealing with these smaller businesses, yep. but it's very convoluted as well too. So, you know, understanding that terminology of I am an SEO, I am a web developer, yeah. and these yeah. types of things. Yeah. Well, I, I, th- I think the, the problem there is the same same in anything. Uh, you you need to listen to people that, 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 you, that you trust. Uh, I, I think there are still SEOs out there that guarantee that they'll put you number one for your key term on, you know, any search engine in the world, and, and 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 it's just not true. We all know it's not true. You can't, you can't promise to do this. You get what uh, you pay for. Yeah, yeah. But you know, um, I I think that uh, I think for smaller businesses, they're going to have to um, 
they're narrow. They're going to have to narrow their, their focus if they're if they're a local business. Google Local is a great great way of getting traffic. I think that they are also wise to make sure that their traffic is coming from more than one source. And it may be more than one source for Google because let's face it, Google's handling all the traffic. But a bit of it coming from the video, a bit of it coming from uh, images, a bit of it coming from the text, a bit of it coming from Frugal or whatever. Uh, and uh, but then also from other ways as well. And I think. If you can uh, have a look at your logs and um, in some way track the different types of traffic that's coming into your website from different parts of the Google system and other ways as well and see a reasonable spread, then you've got a safe marketing mix. If you've got a system where all of your traffic is coming in for the key phrase car insurance, uh, but only, you know, then, then... that's a high-risk strategy. That's a high-risk strategy if it's just just Google one keyword, um, because uh, the actual the actual way in which users are using the web is changing. They're searching using Twitter now. They're searching. You know, they're asking a question on Twitter or Yahoo Answers or Facebook or whatever. <laughs> and now we're going to have Google going to... Wave. I mean, that's going to be a yep. very mainstream thing. Have you played yep. with Google Wave? So I, I haven't played. I, I mean, I got the beta and I thought oh, it's just one too many things to just go and test. <laughs> too many tools in the toolbox. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, so I've, I've Left it for now. I thought it's it's it's. Alpha I think you got to come back to it because I really believe that that may be a little bit of a game changer, in a certain component. No, I'm not denying that it'll be a, a game changer. Uh, I, although I've been reading all the reviews that uh, the people I trust are coming out with it, and uh, and they're saying. Yeah, it's really interesting, but I don't quite know how to use it yet. Uh, and so, you know, I'll wait until some of those reviews, you know, the, the you know the, the Barry Schwartz's, Danny Sullivan's, you know, start saying, ah, oh, this is a great use for the tool. And I'm pretty sure I'll hear pretty quick because I keep my ear to, to Twitter uh, and, uh, and and then, then have a play. But um, I agree it's probably going to be a chain, game changer or it's got every possibility. Uh, but then again, the game seems to be changing so damn quick that you're blinking, you might miss it. Orcott was going to be a game changer. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So let's get back to some of our listeners so they understand. And this is coming out from PubCon in Las Vegas. It's uh, the second week of November here. And uh, we're talking with Dixon Jones of Majestic SEO and... Receptional Limited. Receptional Limited. Thank you very much. Got to turn my paper over here. Um, but we're talking about SEO. We're talking about how things are changing and some of the stuff that's 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 coming out um, and, and, and things that are being changed and being discussed now and how businesses can utilize the Internet, social media, SEO prominent, prominently. Um, but let's talk about some high-level basic components right. of what regular companies, um, maybe some small business. Uh, let's talk about some of these people in marketing departments that they really need to focus on for their clients. Let's talk about some yeah. of the core. Uh, core. I think. Uh, I think a, a core. A core question for for any uh, small company is um, the 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 content management system or the web system that you use when you when you host that website in the very first place. You don't have to use anything expensive. You can use WordPress. You can use also any sorts of system. But if you don't pay attention to those basics in the very very early stages, uh, and make sure that you have a system that's got um, URLs that are that that, that that mean something to users. Um, if you don't have something that that um, and make sure that uh, uh, that um, there's some kind of taxonomy on the website, you're going to be ever forever playing catch up. Yeah, uh, and, and and this is a, a real problem. And some of the most expensive sites in the world have, have missed it, missed the basics at the start. And and we have it all the time. Um, we have people coming through to us, and they say, uh, "We're interested in, in doing a website. Uh, we, we we want to redo our website." Great. 
here we go. We want to be signed up before that. We want to be talking with the web developers. Stop them from fucking it. Oh, excuse me. Excuse my language. <laughs> it's okay. I can't We're say podcast. this. <laughs> Sorry, the F word's fine. But yes, we yeah. want to make sure those yeah. fucking yeah. web developers. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and then and they, they say, that's very far. That's interesting. That's good. Yes, yes. And the next thing we hear is, we've launched a website. Can you have a look at the website? And, oh. you know, and that's been happening forever and a day. Yeah. Now, what's happened now, though, is because we started so early, you know, two or three years later, they remember this when their site hasn't done anything, and this time round we get to be the guys in between the client and the and the, and, and what we've what we've started to do at my my agency at Receptional is we've decided to to go with our own content management system uh, for for clients the smaller clients and say right okay and it's not it's Drupal so you know anyone can use it That's you know fine. but we've modified a little bit we've, we've made it all work and uh, and you know it, it, uh, we've 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 found a way to build a whole process around it that uh, plays to um, plays to the social media strengths um, and, uh, and and plays to um, the strengths of the people in the organization so what we've got is built a system that has all the fundamentals of SEO put it on uh, servers where we can update the patches and stuff for them as well um, but also we, we then take their website and we don't change the look and feel of it but we Drupalize it, you know. That's you know, you know, and then they can change the look and feel of it later. And we, you know, this is an amazing thing for them. Oh, you can do all this and then then change the look and feel. Yeah, and that's just a CSS file. Now, you know, this is some. This is an interesting point. I'm glad you brought this up. But you know, I think we probably both running agencies. We have the same type yeah. of uh, regular concerns or regular things that happen. Is um, when I hadn't slammed my head down, I said, "Ah, is uh, yeah. that is just a common uh, thing for us." I call it yeah. the resentment sale. Yeah, where we have people come to us and they've been. Um, they had a bad relationship. Yeah. They were treated horribly. They were cheated on. They got a divorce, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And now they need to learn how to trust you again. And how are you going to be different? Yeah. Because you're telling yeah. me the same thing that the other people told us about this. Yeah. And then there's the other one, too, that just never did any planning. Yeah. And then you're talking some of the large-scale corporations that are continuously playing catch-up because it was a thing of we got to get to the web. we got to get out there. i got to put something out there. Someone in the, in the house knows how to do this. Yep. Um, we we got a company that's going to work on that. And, you know, we're only in a relationship with them for so long. But yeah. we continuously are just modifying, 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 modifying. So, you know, this is something that's ringing, and this is across the pond, across the Atlantic, and yep. this is a completely different country, and a lot of the similarities are happening with business and web development. Okay. Now, I, see, I kind of got the you know, I got the idea that over this side of the pond, you got over that stage and started building oh, decent websites. You know, yeah. it's still happening on a continuous basis, and yep. it comes down to cost. It comes down to their trust and their willingness to be um, proactive or reactive yep. to the web and what's going on. Yep. And we see a mixture of both, yep. uh, you know, of, of courting all the time. The, you know, the other part you brought up, too, that I love was that utilizing Drupal, WordPress, yep. um, we utilize OS Commerce for e-commerce. Yep. We yep. have just modified okay. the hell, since we're on a podcast, I can say that. Well, we've modified the hell out of OS Commerce mm-hmm. and utilized that and, and completely customized that for all of you know different clients that want e-commerce solutions. So yep. open source solutions are ones that are out there that are being remodified and branded in a controlled environment, like Dixon had said, where we're updating the patches, where we're actually monitoring the site. And we yep. have all these components we're forward-thinking that is not a bad solution to go with. Well, I, I think for a small business, it's 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 not as expensive as you think. I mean, as a small business, you probably think, oh, this is a really expensive solution. Yeah, somebody's going to put in a tailored content management. I don't even know what CMS stands for. Oh but my God, gonna, it's a big enterprise thing. Know, there's huge, licenses, you know. But Drupal basically is free. WordPress is basically free. Yep. It's you've got to pay for somebody to do it right for you, but uh, but they're going to have to build something for you anyway. So I, I think that it's an inexpensive solution. Um, that 
that you know if you if you go with a, an agency like yourself or, or you know that, that's that's thought about the reasons why they've modified this then you're going to have a site architecture that is going to take you a lot lot further uh, and you don't have to it doesn't matter whether you're a big company or a small company Drupal you know goes over uh, multiple servers uh, I think OS Commerce does as well it's some pretty big sites on OS Commerce as well so you brought up just a moment ago about differences and you thought that we had taken care of all these problems over here in the United States but what are some of the differences you're seeing having business on both sides of the Atlantic um, between yeah. the UK and the USA. Yeah, well, we—I well, mean, there is a, a fundamental issue uh, with uh, with geotargeting. I mean, one of the interesting things is that Google uh, spiders everything from the US fr- from a US IP number. So it's uh, it, it's entirely appropriate. Ignoring Google for a minute, it's entirely appropriate for a, uh, a company that's working in multiple countries to geotarget. So cloak. Targeting, so give give French to the French IP numbers, give German to the German IP numbers, give Japanese to the Japanese. You know, that would you know. Of course, the user doesn't want to have to click on something in English to go and get to the Japanese content. They right. should just get it. The technology is there. We can do IP to location, ninety nine point five percent accuracy. The others have got to click. But a Google, of course, just comes from a US IP number. So um, one, we're cloaking. That's very very bad. Yep, it's a bad thing. You know, um, it's not. It's a valid use of cloaking and Google have said it's a valid use of cloaking but it doesn't really matter because as soon as you do that all of the IP numbers that Google are coming from will only deliver the uh, the uh, the US version That's of the content. Correct. So we have some dilemmas there to, to, to deal with. Uh, we also um, uh, have uh, problems with uh, top-level domain names. If you if you're uh, using different uh, country codes, um, then you've really got to think about your target market because uh, it's very hard to, as I said at the start, you know, .co.uk domain is is finding it harder and harder to to, to rank in the uh, the global results. How long have you but seen? That's, that's, come, that's, that's actually come around about back again, I think, a little bit with, um, and I don't know if it's a result of caffeine or not, with the, with the one I, I was look, talking about, uh, Motor Ministry Games, I think it's so ingrained as a, as a brand that it's um, that it's you know coming back into into uh, U.S. results, and I've been finding sales from the U.S. going up recently, um, which I can only attribute to Google because I have no other you know form of yeah it's just organic traffic um, and a great product and word of mouth of course <laughs> no it's true well you got some great endorsements too and you know the great part about it too is the endorsements that he's getting on this are, are genuine um, it's great referrals so um, if you if you if you're doing some work on the site and you need a hammer um, majestic SEO is definitely going to oh, yeah. be one of the yeah. ways to go I, to, to be honest with with majestic you know we, we don't really uh, we don't care what Google says about us because you know uh, I, I wouldn't have said that Google is going to be our best friend no we have the same uh, issue too uh, we we we, ref- we can't put any third-party tracking code on the majestic site we have uh, a privacy you know policy that's that's you know yep. beyond anything uh, we understand that our clients really want their data i can't even see our client data i can't see our client data because i run an agency um and of course uh, other agencies in the uk would be a, you know a bit worried i can't get into that uh, all i can do is give you credits i can do that wow <laughs> so Receptional is not your only focus. You have some other things that you got going on too. Yeah, well, receptional and majestic, uh, and my murder mystery games. But also, receptional is breaking into new ground as well. We're looking at um, uh, developing a, a few new uh, technologies that uh, we think will will be good in the industry. We're uh, looking, for example, at a, a system that uh, that should suit mum and pup sites. Um, and the idea is this: that most mum and pup sites 
sites that have got a content management system, if they have a WordPress or whatever, they've got no idea how to back this up. Um, and uh, so they're assuming that their hosting company is backing this up. If they change the content, they're changing it straight on the service. Keyword assume. Sorry? Yeah. Keyword assume. assume. Yeah, yeah they because, assume because it happens. As soon as you read the uh, terms and conditions, which of course you never did when you signed up for your $2.95 a month hosting package, you d- there is no backup. So you've got this system up there which is becoming increasingly important with your WordPress blog that you got for free, uh, and all of a sudden uh, it's going to go one day. You've got no backup. The problem is that it's not so easy to back up no. uh, a, a WordPress site. Um, it's a database, uh, and databases you can't just put it onto your, onto your PC very easily and expect it to just work the next day on something else you've got to be a little bit more clever than that so what we're thinking of doing is uh, is setting up a system that says right you're hosting on company a you want to back up on a company that is anything but company a so you get another hosting plan with another company and we just do the little bit that says right we're going to back up from company a to company b uh, and uh, uh, and it'll back up your database and it'll back up the files as well and it'll do it at midnight every night or every week or whatever uh, and what we want to try and do is get some of the hosting companies to buy in on that uh, as well, there's some complications with uh, with um, setting it up because some people are hosting on Apache, some people are hosting on IIS, and right. you know, all different things. So yeah. it's not as easy as it sounds. But you know, if we can get it together, and importantly, if we can get uh, some of them, the big hosting companies, the ones that deal with mum and pop sites, small small sites, uh, to buy in, then. You know, I think that would be good for the hosting industry because it will raise the volume of, of sure. hosting. Uh, but it's certainly going to be a, a great uh, a, a great weight off some people's shoulders when they realise that uh, just how easy it is for them to start losing their data. We've all done. Yeah, you know, it never happens until you're there. No, and all of a sudden you try and get it back, and it's really difficult. And and actually, WordPress is even more difficult because oh, yeah. you know when you set it up, you set up this password for your database that you never ever ever need again. And uh, uh, and that's a problem. If you if you've you've forgotten that password and you've got a corrupted database, it's just a nightmare. You can't get it back. Yeah. So you've been speaking a lot. How many years now you've been speaking? Oh, since uh, at least two thousand and two, something like that. Uh, So eight or nine years, I'd say. Has the topics really differed from year to year? yeah, there's a lot less on-page content stuff now than there was. Uh, it's a lot more about uh, links and a lot more. I mean, the social media has just taken off in the last 18 months, um, big time. Uh, Universal Search used to be really big 12 months ago. and uh-huh. you know, I mean, it's still really big, but it's kind of like being, being absorbed into our psyche, I think, now. Um, uh, things that, uh, that aren't getting talked about is any other search engine. Um, you know, apart from, apart from Google. And I think that's the, the, the biggest biggest threat to our industry I think is is um, you know it's like uh, it's like having uh, only one telephone company that you've got to use or only you know only one utility because it's essentially utility now and if you you know only got one utility and they're charging somebody uh, then it's, it's dangerous and I think it's it's, it's interesting because of the Google model they're not charging the people that are using the facility but because of the market share, they're charging somebody completely different, which is you know the business. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, anybody that's, that's involved in PPC uh, and looks at a variety of clients, they know that you know the PPC price has doubled over the last oh, 12 months. Oh, it's been crazy. I mean, uh, we know, had in a, in a recession time, you're 100 percent inflation is not right. Oh no, no, you're absolutely correct. And um, last year, and again, they did it this year, especially with Yahoo Search, yep. um, where they actually sent out emails stating that from November 1st through December 31st, there's going to be an automatic increase of like 20 percent or so on top of bids. Oh, I didn't see that one. Um, well, with US-based, <laughs> we got that over here. And um, 
that's, that's, that's been horrible. You're absolutely correct. To buy traffic is just um, very convoluted. Mm. It's a continuous mm. change. And, uh, you know, that's the other thing, too, that our listeners, if there, if there are people out there that are thinking about utilizing an agency or you, you are utilizing one, you really need to um, have those conversations on a regular basis and be involved, to be interacted with the people that are working on your online paid campaigns yeah. because um, those costs are very realistic. Um, yeah. It's, 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 it's very amazing. Not only... Uh, is it just the cost of bringing the traffic to your slip and then converting them on site as well? Yeah. So there's a lot of components to actually making that traffic all happen. Again, I'm with Dixon Jones, and we are in PubCon this week. And before I go ahead and wrap this up, because I've, I've stolen almost an hour of his time today, um, what are you talking about this? Uh, you're speaking tomorrow? You've yeah, got like got, three sessions? I'm on three, yeah. Uh, well, I'm, uh, I'm moderating on the first one. Well, no, actually, the first thing I'm doing is uh, a link, uh, a, a clinic. So you go along and you know put Who's your side up, you and I'm with actually I'm with Aaron's on there. Oh, okay. Uh, right. And um, who else have I got on there? Well, certainly Aaron was on there uh, with me, and uh, uh, Jim Boykin from we we, we will pull You know my ex partner, um, uh, John Lesnow of Link Adage. Okay. He used to speak on yeah. that session yeah. as well. So okay. maybe you've. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I think he's. Yeah, I've been on there where he's he's either moderating or, or whatever. So. Um, so that'll, that that's that's always interesting. Um, the cycling is always interesting. Well, they're usually interesting. You know. So uh, what are you going to be? Um, then, uh, what's the whole premise of this here? Is to have a couple of people from the audience actually throw up some of their sites and uh, yeah, we're gonna do yeah. Well, that's what we usually do. I think they're going to take it a different, slightly different way this time. But you know, that's what usually happens. Is you you throw a site into uh, throw. So isn't that session? I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry. That's I just right. want to Interject before I lose some of my thoughts. But isn't that session kind of? Uh, we also have that lined up against another one that Matt cuts is going to be doing as well. Are we up against Matt Kelson on that particular day? I, I, think, I think he's. I think it's been planned because of uh, past pubcons to do it that way. Well, so last we last time, uh, last yeah, last time we did that, um, Matt Cuts didn't show, so all of a sudden we were very packed. <laughs> you know, so uh, um, uh, yeah, if we're up against Matt Cuts, then that's a good thing. In and, many ways. and for our listeners that haven't been to PubCon or to like an SES that's been on the West Coast and now SMX, anytime link baiting, um, buying links, placing links, managing your links, any type of backlink that are online these are always very very interesting sessions they're always packed they're always to the brim it is a hot topic that's continuous so that just tells you another component that if you are serious about marketing your site and taking it to the next level online you need to become aware of backlinks and acquiring those and managing those on a regular basis so you're doing a link uh, so yeah so I'm on that and I'm also talking on links on the Thursday as well and we're talking about um, uh, uh, (laughs) I've been asked asked to square the circle in about 20 different ways. I think the subject is real world, low cost, safe backlinks. You know, you know every sort of every single adjective of as possible, which you know is not always not always possible. Quality, you know, quality, quantity. You know, how can you suddenly be Coca-Cola out of nowhere? Kind of questions. But uh, I've, so, I, but I've got some stuff for it. I think there's some stuff that uh, that even Google won't object to, uh, which would be nice. And then I'm also moderating a, a social media. Media uh, uh, event as well, but I shouldn't really go into that because I'm not the presenter really. So I'll be, I'll be listening intently. Well, you know the whole thing too about buying links. I'm just actually going through the PubCon um, session uh, I've, details. I've got to say that I, I, I haven't actually bought links so uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody has. No, uh, you never but, do. No, no, no. But I think I think the the um, I say the thing is uh, my my definition of 
buying reputation. You know, uh, ah, brand building is, is, is an important thing. That's an important way to look about that. Is you know, that's, that was an argument. I think you could probably do some searches online about some you know arguments that have happened with Matt Cutts at past pubcons. I think go back to 2007. Yeah. Um, and then SES back at that time too, where it really, really came out and the whole privacy policy and your violation and you're manipulating the search results, um, manipulating the holes and the brokenness yeah. of Google and their algorithm. Well, let, let me give you let, let me give you a thing that that that, that riles me. I was asked about buying links for the last I'll probably be asked forever in a day about buying links um, I don't go out and buy links to manipulate Google but uh, I, let me you know I, I always throw it back to the people in the conference because there's always a few Googlers in the room uh, is it wrong for the conference to allow the big bloggers you know free free pass for press press passes to come oh, in oh here we go the paid and, uh, of course and, Absolutely. It's, and it doesn't matter what Google does the big bloggers you know uh, are bringing in reputation for PubCon they're bringing in people for PubCon they're talking you know you're, you're talking about this uh, about PubCon it's important uh, uh, but you know if, if there's big bloggers out there that are going to talk about PubCon to their audience is it wrong for them to get a press pass no is that buying links well it's saving them a thousand dollars of coming to the you're paying for the conference so yeah so uh, the definition of buying links and uh, you know what, what PubCon is doing there and what any conference would do there is they allow press passes so they get the publicity so it's a comp well it's, I'm not saying I don't know whether Brett does or doesn't. No, you know, I, so I know. I'm not I saying you, you know, you know. But, uh, no, no. This is the I, I like to stir the pot on this yeah. because we always had this issue with Link Excel as well, and we were in our prime when that whole conversation came up. Yep. And the, the 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 point of that was is if you're not releasing that and not telling it, you know, it's black market. Um, yep. And if you're giving away a press pass to someone, you're giving them a uh, are you purchasing something? Um, this is a Michael Gray conversation. He's been one that's been heated on the topic yep. with us for quite yep. a long time. And, I mean, most recently back during the summer was issues with Guy Kawasaki. Mm-hmm. And Guy Kawasaki being flown oh, getting his, getting his jets and yeah, all his cars. Yeah, for, getting for a, a you know, private jet and yeah. five-star hotel to come and speak at a conference and then being loaned a Ferrari for two weeks and then yeah. he does a blog post yeah. about it. And but isn't this just, you know, uh, this, this is, uh, okay, the, the Guy Kawasaki stuff, okay, uh, Michael's on on a on a uh, on a, on a rent, now. but yeah. what we're talking about is really the definition of: Are you purchasing some type of placement? Are you helping the you know to go ahead? No, and I'll tell you what you're doing. Placement. What you're doing at that particular point is you're building your brand reputation any way that you know how. The problem is that the way that you're building your brand reputation is uh, by any means other than Google's, and in the process, Google now um, uh, Google may be absolutely right in saying. A link just for my algorithm is a bad thing. But the problem is, a link is a good thing in many other regards, irrespective of Google. Um, a link from, you know, from, from uh, the whitehouse.gov is, uh, you know, is great if you uh, if, if happen to be standing for president. It's not so good if it's a list of, you know, list of organizations that haven't paid their tax for the last 10 years. Um, although I'd be interested in the ones that haven't paid their tax for the last 10 years because, you know, I'll bet some of them are banks. Um, so, uh, you know, another story, another hobby course, another hobby course, you know. Yeah, because then we can buy out their assets <laughs> yeah. and one of them would be their domain and, then we, yeah, and other absolutely, backlinks. Absolutely. PubCon is so goddamn yeah. fun, I swear to God. This is just great stuff to talk about. Um, so, you know, kind of to recap that and to summarize this is it's good to link. It's important to know about linking. Yep. Um, you can see we can rant and rave about this forever. Um, your, your, your social 
responsibility online and how to manipulate or how to influence your rankings is primarily going to happen in a lot of ways from links. It's important to be educated as much about it as possible. These conferences, um, listening to this podcast, um, listening to the feeds, the Twitter feed for Dixon Jones and and hearing and, you know, reading his blog and the other things he's involved in, um, those are going to help you in a lot of different ways to guide you along this. I don't want to say it's a mess, but it's definitely a very high high uh very fast paced environment yeah it is uh, it is and i think uh you don't want to go in blind you, no. you know everything that you do to, to 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 be aware of it you're not going to know everything that's happening around you none of us do uh, it's the same you know you know if you set up a store you know around the corner you know you don't know if another person's going to say set up the same store across the street but you know you at least look and see whether there's one there before you start Right, right, absolutely. Well, again, we are at PubCon Live this week. Uh, We're going to be talking to a number of different people, but we just talked with Dixon Jones of Majestic SEO. Um, And uh, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule and uh, giving us a chat. And um, and, uh, we wish you well on this. And I'm definitely going to be – and and ours – I'm going to be giving you a beautiful free backlink oh, that is a man. do follow. Um, just link over to utilize those tools and see some of the examples of what this software really can do for you to help monitor your backlinks, reputation management, how you're building up your profile line. So, Dixon, thank That's you great. very much. Dwight, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure.